0: Five, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit, lift off
1: Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's one 844 777 swat or you can email us at ask@swatradio.com. At That's ask@swatradio.com. Brad Sykes is in for Doug McCary today. Doug will be back tomorrow. Um, and before we get started, here's a little bit of the news headlines that I found interesting today. Uh, a second Iranian uh, guard official was killed uh, recently, I guess either last night or today, by airstrikes. Uh, that, again, marks the second... Um, uh, official killed in oh two weeks, basically, and another headline I found interesting: The Southern Baptist issued a strong statement against critical race theory and intersectionality. Uh, I thought that was pretty significant because i haven 't heard really any any uh big denominations come out and say much uh, by way of combating those things, and so that 's pretty interesting development. <laughs> another pretty crazy thing a missing Florida voter was found clinging to his capsized vessel 86 miles offshore two days after uh, he went missing. I and thought
2: you said a missing Florida voter, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that makes sense, uh, missing Florida boater. Yeah, I saw
0: that yeah, story. Yeah, it was crazy,
1: right? Um, yeah, I saw the pictures of how much of his vessel was still up uh, above water, and it was not a lot, so that's a, a miracle right there. Uh, And nearly a third of small businesses in New York and New Jersey have shuttered their doors. Um, An organ nurse was suspended for shunning masks on her personal time and letting her children have playdates as well as going on travels, uh, which is pretty insane. Uh, Also, probably not smart of her to put that on TikTok. But, you know, you would still think you have your freedom (laughs) of movement in the United States of America. Um, One of Biden's name.
2: Sorry, if if that doesn't prove to you big brothers watch oh yeah you know
1: yep exactly that's you got to be smarter than that in, in today's crazy. day right uh day and age but uh biden's named press secretary was caught in a picture from 2014 wearing a hammer and sickle hat which if you do not know the hammer and sickle is the symbol of the soviet union the communist Soviets. so uh she's going to be the press secretary <laughs> for president biden if he does indeed get sworn in
2: so i gotta just ask you where where did that show up I mean, was that CNN, c- no. CBS? Okay, so yeah, yeah that it was, was uh, probably not on mainstream media. No, no, no. That was from the Daily Wire, which is uh, yeah, exactly.
1: yeah, it was on there. That's where I saw that one. And yeah, and then, that
2: had to Reverse that. If that would have been Trump's oh, yeah, secretary, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah, with like a swastika or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it would have, been, would have been game over for sure. And the last one, um, in Canada, uh, dozens of police barricaded a church parking lot To keep worshipers out of a drive in service, uh, which is pretty outstanding, but the worshipers were not denied, uh, so they lined the highway instead to uh, continue worshiping. And that's uh, just a few of the headlines that I found interesting today.
2: Well, I was trying to write those down as you were moving.
1: I still am stuck on the missing Florida
2: voter, as in voter, but uh, (laughs) hey, I am glad to be here. Few yeah, days I'm, in a row, yeah, brother. It's awesome. I uh, and and please excuse my cough today. Um, I don't have COVID, <laughs> at least not that I know of. Uh, but um, I got a little scratchy throat. Yeah. I feel good, but uh, <clears throat> anyway. So if I It's uh, a that few time times, of year, right? I guess I don't know. It feels great here in Jacksonville. I know we've got listeners all over the country, but this is one of those few days where it's chilly. Yeah, <laughs> it's chilly, but it's beautiful. Yeah, clear. And uh excited to uh excited to jump back in. I was noticing on Newsmax that A. G. Barr, Attorney General Barr, says there's no evidence of fraud that would change election outcome.
1: Yeah, I think that's a pretty bold statement. And that yeah. is bold. Yeah. <clears throat> there's I mean, there's a lot of evidence and I guess, you know, fraud, right? That's a legal definition, so yeah, you gotta have intent, right, for that. Right. So maybe you could say that, but you gotta admit there's some anomalies in the least right
2: yeah i'm gonna have to look into that that story a little bit more see if he clarifies yeah um you and i were just talking before we came on the air uh in fact if you were uh tuned into this station i think it's eric metaxas Mm -hmm. is is on just before us and if you want to see a good interesting interview go go uh pull up his youtube and see his interview with uh, general flynn and General McInerney mm. uh, from Sunday night. Wow. I mean, amazing. Something you definitely got to go see. That's Eric Metaxas. Yeah, I missed that you, you can probably just type in uh, General Flynn interview. Yeah.
1: You were talking about it. And I was like, oh, man, I got to listen to that.
2: Yeah, I was just looking for the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, looking for the notes that uh, somebody had sent me that I found to be rather eye-opening. Obviously, some of this is going to be um, – uh, bent a little bit but mm. just just a few of them that I found interesting and this again this came from that interview but i mean it seems like every day you're learning new things about what's happened yeah. uh with this uh, election but uh, these are just some of the highlights hammer which i've kind of what is what is this hammer and various cyber weapons were previously used by the USA against other countries I don't know if you've heard that. i heard that. Now the weapons are being used and deployed against us. Uh, creator of Hammer and Scorecard is Dennis Montgomery. is a former CIA analyst. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, there were just some things that I found to be um, rather eye-opening that yeah. uh, were very, very concerning. And I think we ought to be concerned and we ought to desire. I mean, that's what's discouraging about this uh attorney general Barr coming mm. out and saying something like that because i think there's a tendency for many of us to just throw in the towel and not fight yeah but uh the fact that all five battleground states stopped counting at the exact same time
1: and then they had their voter dumps <laughs> at the same time that, yeah in or the middle it, of the night
2: demonstrates yeah. prior coordination by election officials in five battleground states
1: yeah uh,
2: then they used hammer and scorecard plus Dominion to move Joe Biden into the lead. It, it is it, They say it's a mathematical impossibility the way the votes came in. And it, it, they're basically saying an algorithm was used. How could you have a quarter percent of a vote? Mm. <clears throat> One of the interesting things, I don't know if – I was thinking you had mentioned this yesterday, but in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania you had 1.8 million ballots that were mailed out to people yet 2.5 million came back in now i don't know about the bar but and and maybe i don't know maybe that's just kind of like okay it doesn't prove fraud Mm -hmm. but something's wrong here and um anyway
1: yeah you know the the whole thing i mean this is such a you know rapidly developing story um i i think you know in georgia uh there was a a judge who voted that you, you got to hold on the votes. Then he vote, uh, you know, hold on certain votes that, you know, were had question marks to him. Then he switched his vote and said, no, no, no. Or his uh, decision said, no, you don't have to hold those. You can count them. Then he switched again and said, Oh, actually you got to hold them. So there's a whole bunch of confusion. And for, you know, like the mainstream media just to say, Oh no, you know, this is the most secure election ever.
2: And they wanted to, to wipe those computers out. Yeah. Now, now, just, just logically. Why would you need to do that? Yeah, right. I mean, it, <clears throat> unless you've got something to hide, why would you need to wipe them?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then uh in Fulton County, they after they said you can't wipe them, uh, Dominion said, "Well, we had a we had a crash uh yeah. for, to our servers." And like uh, in the county And, and that's, Plus
2: it's a Canadian company, so they're talking about it being, you know, there's yeah. there's private information on there. Listen, it, if if this is on the up and up, you ought to be open to let people come in and look at yep. this stuff. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, because otherwise, uh, certainly, we've learned these things hang out for a while. Yeah. So, um, also, interestingly, uh, confirmed that U.S. Special Forces Command seized servers from the CIA server farm in Frankfurt. But fact, uh, it was confirmed. <clears throat> I don't know where this came from. It was from were, a
1: former general. who yeah, uh, Confirmed it. So, I, I guess <clears throat> there's still, you know… People are you know, questioning it, but yeah, uh, I can't remember the general's name. No. I mean, they're
2: even saying uh, sol- soldiers were killed during the yeah, raid on yep. the CIA. I don't have confirmation of that. Yeah. I'm not a news reporter, but it, all these things kind of make you go, hmm.
1: Whoa, yeah.
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack.
1: Mm-hmm. And if that's true, like U.S. on U.S. violence, like, oh, man, that's not, not oh, man. good at all. That's, you know? uh,
2: that's got treason written on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but,
1: uh, and so we hope you know that, that we can you know we should be hoping and praying that the truth comes out one way or the other because if these allegations you can't just write them off and say oh that's crazy you know they need right. to be addressed otherwise you're going to have you know half the country saying okay why why would we ever vote again yeah you know what exactly, I mean
2: exactly so, exactly but, but uh, hey listen it's uh, it, it, I have to I'm I'm reminded in the midst of this. Where's my hope, mm-hmm. you know? And, I mean, it's a it's a gut check. Yeah. It's a heart check. Yeah, to go, man, I'm uneasy. I'm so unsettled. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people are there. Yeah. You know, and I think more, it's not that we turn our backs on it, <clears throat> but we do. We pray. I mean, that's what Eric Metaxas was saying mm-hmm. is, you know, we need to be diligent to pray. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we just bow down. We just bow out. You right. Know? There's, there's issues that need to be dealt with.
1: <laughs> Tom. <clears throat>
2: Tom's got some music going yeah, on Yeah, I don't there.
1: think he knows he's he's on there.
2: <clears throat> anyway, uh, we probably ought to get into the topic that we're going to be looking at this week, which is uh, discipleship. We're taking a little bit of a, a – not a detour. We're just taking a couple of days here uh, in light of the fact that we're moving through Hebrews. We're about to wrap up. In fact, we're in Hebrews 13. We can mm-hmm. jump back in tomorrow. And uh, in fact, we'll finish Hebrews 13 at the SWAT Bible studies tomorrow. Yep. I don't know if you have a list of the studies that guys can come to, but we always want to encourage people to come. I know uh, tomorrow, 630 in the morning out at in Ponte Vedra Beach mm-hmm, at, at uh, uh, Woody's Barbecue. Woody's, yep. <clears throat> That's on Solana Road. Yep, And uh, you're welcome to come. Bring a, bring a guest, bring anybody. There's always food there to eat.
1: And then tomorrow at noon, uh, we'll be here at the Salem Center on Bonneville Road. Uh, Thursday it will be at 6:30 at uh, uh Jumpin Jacks House of Food off yes. of uh, San Jose Boulevard and then Friday is down in um, down in St Augustine and I can't, I forget the uh, the name of the restaurant there. I don't there. know. I'm not sure where it is. Yeah. But go, go to swatradio.com St Augustine's a far a far away. <clears throat> yeah, go to, to, to
2: swatradio.com you'll see a link there for the Bible studies and we would love to have you come join us. Uh, I know you'll be at the Thursday morning study. I'll that's be the, the one Wednesday. I usually go to. I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: try to go to the other ones. The lunchtime, or yeah, I'm gonna try to go Wednesday uh, at lunch uh, this this week, then next week Wednesday morning, and the week after that, if unless it's Christmas, uh, going Friday. So I'm gonna try to start hitting all the different ones. Just they're
2: they're great. I mean, there's people, some yeah. some great folks, um, and that's why I say I always listen if you are not in a Bible study with. Other men, I, I just encourage you to do that. Now, yeah. You and I mentioned it yesterday off the air. We were talking about why, you know, why are men in the church not making disciples? Yeah, uh, there's not a lot available for mm-hmm. men in the church, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, several years ago, I remember uh, just getting online. I was doing a little uh, little study and uh, about men's discipleship, and I went went and looked at. Uh, I went and looked at the various Bible studies.
1: I don't think Tom knows that.
2: Uh...
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, folks. <clears throat> anyway, you just uh, wanted you to hear some Christmas music. <laughs> exactly. <you know?
2: laughs> we uh, anyway, I went online and started researching, just looking at uh, churches around the Jacksonville area, and then I expanded that search. Mm. There are so few churches, at least on their website, that say anything about any kind of men's Hmm. ministry, and so, you know, that's one of the unique things about the SWAT Bible studies. Uh, I mean, I think there's 150 plus men who come, Mm -hmm. who are involved in the various SWAT ministry uh, Bible studies, representing about 17 different churches. That's awesome, you know. So if you're not plugged into a men's fellowship i just want to encourage you come come to one of the bible studies
1: why why do you think that more churches don't (laughs) offer that because you know i I think i i can't think of you know many of the churches that i've been to that have like a specifically you know men's uh targeting men but you know there's a lot targeting um you know women or divorcees or you know you parent young parents different types of things but it seems like men just as like a standalone uh you know uh person to target uh, and disciple or to get involved it doesn't seem like that happens much
2: yeah unfortunately um you know i, I know this is a men's broadcast uh so i don't want to uh say something that might offend people uh, but i remember years ago meeting with Vody bacham mm-hmm. and i asked Vody about his church we were doing a church plant that was modeled somewhat after what he had done in houston and um, it was a um, family, basically a family worship type concept. Mm. And I asked him during a Q and A, "Hey Vody, what do you what kind of programs do you guys have in the church?" And he said, "We have one program. <laughs> mm. I mean, one program outside of Sunday mornings, and that is devoted to men. That's it. Mm. So anyway, I'll pick up on that when you come back. Yep,
1: we well, stick with us. You're listening to SWAT Radio."
0: We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when
1: friends come to call. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. We have a little bit of Christmas music for you this month. I hope you enjoy it. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you're new to SWAT Radio, uh, we generally take the first segment of the program to talk about the news of the day. Um, And then after that, we kind of get into uh, what we're going to be looking at Uh, today. It'll be about discipleship. A lot of times we'll go. Uh, go through um, a certain book of the Bible, go chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And uh, we are in Hebrews right now, chapter 13. Uh, And so this, talking about discipleship, kind of has a basis in verse 7, but it's really more of just talking about the importance of uh, discipleship. And I should say also that Brad Sykes is in the studio. And for Doug McCary today, Doug will be back tomorrow. Yeah,
2: and uh, I don't know that I could make it another day with my throat being (laughs) the way it is, but uh, good to be with you. And, uh, yeah, I love this Christmas music. Yeah. It's one of the things I really enjoy. So, uh, well, we, just to pick up where you left off there, we, we have been in Hebrews chapter 13, and we are kind of <clears throat> going to kind of dive in. We Yesterday kind of jumped into this idea of discipleship. In other words, if you look at Hebrews 13, it is the the chapter that really kind of puts some meat on the bone. We've spent 12 chapters really looking at the foundation of faith, um, <clears throat> you've got uh, – it, it's this idea that you're, you're, the revelation of God's word has to lead to the application of God's word. So often, especially uh, those of us in the West, we, we're, we're very headstrong. We're very give me the information. But mm-hmm. in reality, that's not true discipleship. Discipleship is both information and transformation. Jesus said, come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And we we'll to look at that uh, today. But as you said, uh, chapter 13, verse 7, uh, it says, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. He's talking about the spiritual leaders. And I touched on this yesterday, that if we're to imitate the faith of our spiritual leaders, I would ask the question, how many of us really know the faith of our spiritual leaders? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your dad was probably your spiritual leader at home. Uh, My dad was my spiritual leader. Hopefully, you're going to be the spiritual leader of your home. I'm going to be the spiritual leader of my home. And as such, hopefully, my kids see a faith that they can imitate. I asked this question yesterday. Do you have a faith that's worth imitating? Because it says here in verse 7 of chapter 13, consider the outcome of their way of life, speaking of the spiritual leaders, and imitate their faith, consider the outcome of their life and imitate that. And unfortunately, in many churches, we have so elevated pastors, we only know them from behind the pulpit or behind the microphone mm-hmm. or from the books that they've written. And and granted, I think we're all grateful for those things. Yeah. But the reality is, what if, what if it was a requirement? What if you made it a requirement to really get to know your spiritual leaders in such a way— that you actually could imitate their faith. I've said this to the guys last week when I spoke on this topic. I've been around Doug for 20 years. I can imitate his faith, not because I've heard him on the radio or I've heard him on Wednesday at Bible studies. I can imitate his faith because I've been around him. I've been to mission trips with him. I've been to Israel. I've been to India. I've been to the Philippines. Uh, We've been to Iron sharpens iron events. We've roomed together. We've, you know, we've we've been together. And so, unfortunately, many of our spiritual leaders, <clears throat> uh, I don't want to say live in an ivory tower, but mm. sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. And we so seldom really get to see a genuine faith. We may hear about their faith. We may hear stories. But how often do we really get to see it and witness it?
1: Do you think uh, part of that is uh... – I would imagine, you know, being a pastor up in in a church of any size, you know, you're talking about putting them up on a pedestal that Mm -hmm. they have a fear of, Oh, I, I can't really open up and express all of who I am because, Oh, I got to like look perfect in in, in certain areas.
2: Taylor, there's no doubt in my mind. And the only reason I say that is because I've spent a pretty good amount of my time counseling pastors. mm -hmm. Uh, It's. I never thought that would be something I would do. Yeah. It, it's always amazing how God works. Mm-hmm. But there are there are pastors who are hurting. Mm-hmm. They're going. They're struggling with sin. Hey, that's the reality. Yeah. They're wrapped in the flesh just like you and I are. They battle sin and struggle, and they need somebody to go to. Who do they go to? You know. And so this kind of gets to the core of what discipleship really looks like. Before we went on the break, you asked about, you know, men's ministries. Why aren't there men's ministries? I brought up Vodi Bakker. Mm-hmm. And Vody said, I, when I asked him the question, what what programs do you have in the church? Because so often we measure a church as to what kind of programs it's got. What does it have for, for children and for teenagers? And, you know, just right on down the list. And Vody said, we have one program, and it's devoted to men. That's it. The only program he's got outside of the preaching and teaching of the word of God on Sunday mornings is to equip the men in the church so that the men can go back home and be the pastor, priest and king mm. in their homes. Now, yeah. that that's pretty foreign stuff yeah. right there. It wouldn't have been foreign back in in this day, mm-hmm. you know, but it's kind of like we've got God has given you the authority to be the pastor, the priest, the preacher, the king in your home. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need to be doing. And that's certainly one of Doug's passions. It's certainly one of mine is I want to see men equipped not to go reach Jacksonville, <clears throat> although I think that will happen. Yeah, Go reach your home first. Yeah. You, you got no business making disciples outside of your home until you make them inside the home. Yeah. And, boy, we can, we can fill our calendars with a lot of meetings. I did. I, I, was, hmm. I was making disciples all over town, hmm. but I had neglected my primary ministry, which was at home. Hmm. So I'm getting off track a little bit. But the idea, which we posed this question yesterday, why are we not making disciples? Why are, If Jesus' last command, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and here it is. Go therefore and make disciples So the question is why are we not making disciples And we touched on this yesterday The first reason I believe is fear It's a fear that we're unqualified Or that I'm ill-equipped To make disciples And so <laughs> That's the idea I'm sorry this Christmas music Is cutting in early
1: I think they uh, got the timing. Are we on a
2: break? Are we heading for a break? I think we are. Yeah, we are headed for a break. <laughs> okay,
1: so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At Spot Radio Talk is the handle. That is at Spot Radio Talk. And you can download our Spot app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the news.
0: Walk the hell
1: danger scene. The newborn
2: king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled,
1: joyful all ye nations rise, join the tribe. those sleigh bells jingling ring ting tingling too come on it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you come on it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you giddy up giddy up giddy up let's go let's look at the show we're riding in a wonderland of snow Welcome back to SWAT Radio. It is December 1st, so we have the Christmas music going for you guys. Um, Threw us for a little bit of a loop in the first two segments, but I think we got it figured out now. Um, (laughs) It's always great to have the Christmas music as long as it's not too soon for me. Is yeah, it too you, soon? No, no, no. Okay. December 1st, you can play the Christmas <laughs> music. My wife, she would probably play it since October, so I'm like, no, we got to compromise. So we... Well,
2: and you uh, got kids now, too, yeah. so you, you've <laughs> got to kind of build that into them. Yeah,
1: so after Thanksgiving, she's like, we're, we're going to play it. And so i like, okay, a few days. It's, I, love it's, it. it's yeah, I love it. It's fine. I love it. I do, too. But like I said, just I can't listen to it for a third of the year. I hear you. I hear
2: you. Well, I know we've got a lot to cover, and I want to make sure I, I um, allow Doug to come back in tomorrow and he can get back into Hebrews, but... <clears throat> so we're, we're looking at this idea that w- what is it? Why is it that we're not um, following through? Why are we not obeying this command that Jesus gave? His last command before he ascends to the Father is to go make disciples. And and yet it's not happening. I think one of the reasons I said it is fear. It's fear of being unqualified or ill-equipped. And when he says in chapter 13 of Hebrews, verse 7, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. I think a lot of men look at their life and go, well, my life isn't worth imitating, Mm -hmm. or I I probably should not be making disciples because I'm not equipped or I'm not. And so what happens is if we're not making disciples, they're going to be made somewhere. They're going to be made by somebody. Uh, I said this yesterday that it's kind of like the um, where we know where to renew our mind Uh, If you're not renewing your mind in the word, then you're renewing your mind in the world. If you're not being discipled through biblical discipleship, you're probably being discipled by, you name it, fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. uh, mainstream media, social media, uh, Netflix. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying those are bad things, but if that's – if we don't make disciples – People will be discipled. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when and where and by who they will be discipled. And so there's this tendency, there's this fear. I believe that I'm not equipped or I'm unqualified to make a disciple. And we're all to be discipled. All of us. We're all. To ha- we all should have a Paul in our life. We, if if we're mature in the faith, we should absolutely have a Timothy. And so. That's kind of the first thing. The second thing we talked about, is the second reason we're not making disciples is that we've delegated responsibility. So we might see ourselves as unqualified or ill-equipped, and so we delegate that responsibility to pastors and preachers and teachers and missionaries and counselors and all sorts of people. Mm -hmm. When That's not really what, you know, it's kind of to say, well, my pastor's trained in that and he's getting paid for that. I'll just let him do that. Listen, I did that, by the way. I took one – I've had to ask forgiveness of one of my children, my oldest, mm. because I had basically handed them off to a, to a youth pastor to disciple. Mm. That's – listen, and that's not to discount youth pastors. Youth pastors are great, but really they should be coming alongside the parents mm-hmm. who are making disciples. But what we've done is we've basically shrugged our responsibility – and we've said, well, my pastor's far more gifted at that. He's more talented. He's got a seminary degree. Yada yada yada. The reality is, that's not an excuse to not make disciples. And then the third reason we're not making disciples is that we're confused as to what a disciple really is. I talked about, you know, <clears throat> my 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 story about going hunting with my dad. My dad taught us how to how to hold a gun, how to load a gun, how to mm-hmm. shoot a gun. He taught us how to clean what we shot. He he. You know, I got to watch. He modeled for me, not perfect, but he modeled for me a life that was worth imitating. And the reality is that's discipleship. He led and I followed. And so if you break that down and go, well, what is biblical discipleship? You know, of all the questions we ought to be asking, that ought to be the question. What is biblical discipleship? And the fact is SWAT stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth. To break that down, it's spiritual warriors advancing biblical truth in both the Word and in deed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It, it's not just information. It's information that leads to transformation. So the question is, are you a disciple who is making disciples? And our mission, should you choose to accept it, is to make disciples. And uh, we talked about disciples follow Christ, disciples Imitate and replicate Christ. Disciples help others follow Christ. Disciples intentionally build Christ-centered relationships. And disciples depend on Christ. And so yesterday we covered this idea that disciples follow Christ. When we encounter Christ for the first time in Matthew 4.19, he says, Follow me. I'll make you disciples. I'll make you fishers of men. It is a promise that he's going to prepare us for the purpose. So our purpose is to be fishers of men. And Jesus told his disciples, "If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me." Being a disciple is going to require a sacrifice. It's going to be. It's going to require you putting aside some of the things that you may be doing so that you can make disciples. And uh, you know, there's 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 great hope when we're willing to deny ourselves certain things so that we can build margin in our life to, to make disciples. Boy, we, we make margin for a lot of things in life. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it's golf. Maybe it's fishing. And those are great things. But if those things are coming before you're making disciples, yeah. man, things are going to get out of whack. And so, number one, disciples follow Christ. Number two, disciples imitate and replicate Christ. As disciples were to follow Christ, we're also to imitate and replicate Christ. And that's at the heart of making disciples. Uh, and Jesus' final command, he told his disciples, teach them to observe all that I've commanded. Not just teach them, because we're really good at teaching, mm-hmm. but sometimes we're not te- good at teaching them to obey. Yeah. How do you teach somebody to obey? You do it yourself, mm-hmm. right? How, do you, how are you going to model for your daughter? Yeah. You're going to model not just in what you say. You're going to model in what you do. Right. doesn't matter what you say, to yeah. be honest. It matters what you do. And so <clears throat> how do we model Christ, look at Christ? And, and I think we imitate Jesus' love, John thirteen thirty four. Just as I have loved you, you also ought to love one another. We're called to imitate his mission, Matthew four nineteen. Follow me. He says, I'll make you fishers of men. He said, we're also called to imitate his humility, Matthew 11, 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We're also called to imitate his service, John thirteen fourteen. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. How about this one? We're called to imitate his suffering, 1 Peter two twenty one. For to this you have been called. Because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you, what? An example so that you might follow in his steps. Following Christ may require some suffering. We're called to imitate his obedience to the Father. 1 John 2, 3-6 says, By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word In him truly the love of God is perfected. And by this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same manner in which he walked. Listen to this quote by J.C. Ryle. He says, Obedience is the only reality. It is faith visible, faith acting, and faith manifest. It is the test of real discipleship among the Lord's people. That's a powerful quote. Because the reality is in our obedience. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me you love Christ if you're not willing to be obedient to his commands, to his word. Now, we we all fail. We Mm -hmm. fail miserably, but we're aware of it. We confess and we repent. And since Jesus is our teacher, we're to learn from him and strive in the power of the Holy Spirit to become like him. Luke 640 says that. This growth in Christ's likeness, by the way, is a lifelong endeavor. That is fueled by the hopeful expectation that one day, one day, we will see him face to face. And Paul said, "I am sure of this: that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ." I don't know about you; I'm not complete. Mm-hmm, me, either. I don't think you're complete. Yeah, no, uh, but I'm I'm promised to be complete on the day of Christ Jesus. So we're we're safe in the power of sin when we come to Christ. Uh, we're safe in the penalty of sin, and one day, we'll be safe from the presence of sin. And that's that's exciting stuff. So, first, we're to, we're to, disciples are to follow Christ. We're to imitate, replicate Christ. Thirdly, disciples help others follow Christ. <clears throat> you know, as disciples, we follow Christ. We imitate and replicate Christ, but we help others follow Christ. As we follow Christ, we quickly learn that part of imitation. Is replication. Having a personal relationship with Jesus is great, but it's incomplete if it ends with you. It's incomplete. And so part of being his follower is to intentionally help others learn to follow him as well. Following Jesus means helping others follow Jesus. It's disciples making disciples. And being a disciple that makes disciples happens in two specific ways. First aspect of making disciples is called evangelism evangelism mm. think about that word evangelize the, the word angel is actually tucked into that word yeah and if you look at what what is an angel an angel is a messenger i'm actually going to share on friday the next three fridays and i'm going to be talking about the the angelic announcement mm. that happened in luke chapter two the yeah. christmas story mm-hmm. we hear the good news from angels and and that's what we're to be. We're to be messengers. We're to share Christ. And I think this is, a, a, this is often missed because we tend to think, again, that discipleship is you and I sitting together, opening up the word. Listen, we're, we're to share Christ. We're to evangelize the lost. And so I know we're going to take a break. I'll, I'll catch my breath. We'll come back and we'll wrap that up. Okay.
1: All right. So stick with us. We'll be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal chucking and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of highway to eternity ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATRadio.com. That is Doug at SWATRadio.com. We would also like to take this time to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. And we would also like to shout-out all those listening here locally, 91.7 here in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. I'd like to also take this time to say you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. And you can also visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. If you uh, missed any of the program or would like to go listen to past programs, that is where you can do it, as well as by searching SWAT Radio for the podcast and, again, in our app store. Uh, You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be back with more after the break. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, Brad Sykes is in the building. He is in for Doug McCary, who will be back tomorrow. And he is talking about discipleship, and we've been going over that today and yesterday. Uh, so if you have any questions about what we've talked about, uh, or if you'd like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's one 844 777 swat or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at swatradio.com. Man, that's good. Smooth. <laughs> really smooth. Trying to by be the like way, I'm,
2: I'm getting my voice back, so maybe that's a good thing. <clears throat> no, Doug, I won't be in tomorrow. So. <laughs> Doug, will be back tomorrow, and I will be tuned in for sure. But today, we're going to wrap up this idea that uh, Jesus said go therefore and make disciples his last command before he ascended this is uh, as we say at SWAT we are to make his last command our top priority if that's true how are we doing at that are we making disciples and if what does it look like to make disciples and i talked about the reasons we're not making disciples it's it's fear it's we've delegated the responsibility maybe it's that we don't really know what it looks like to mm. make disciples and I kind of touched on a few things here, is that uh, <clears throat> disciples uh, follow Christ. Disciples imitate and replicate Christ. Disciples help others to follow Christ. And that's kind of where we, we left off there uh, before we went into the break. But one of the aspects of making disciples is a call to evangelize. It's not just to come together and study the Bible. We're, we're to go out and model that. Think, what if... Everybody we discipled, we actually went out with and shared Christ with somebody, shared with them. You know, God has sovereignly placed us in the families and in the workplaces and in the circle of friends in order to proclaim the gospel of grace to those who are in darkness and destined for hell. Are we messengers of hope? Are we messengers of peace? Because, as I said before, that word angel is tucked into the word evangelize. We're to be messengers of hope and messengers of peace. 1 Peter 2, 9, you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession that you might proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into light. There it is right there, plain and simple. This is who you are. This is what you should be doing. You should be proclaiming the gospel. And I, I mentioned this yesterday that one of the things that Jesus says is that if, if you're not – if you're not with me, you're against me. If you're not gathering, you're scattering. There is no middle ground. If you're not gathering, you're scattering. If you're not making disciples, you're scattering. And so we need to be out making disciples. So that that's one of the aspects of making disciples is to first evangelize. Reach out to your neighbors. Reach out to those that God has sovereignly placed in your path. Is it awesome to go overseas and go on foreign missions? Absolutely. But listen, some of the greatest mission fields are on your street. Some of your greatest mission fields are in your home. And so that's one of the aspects. The second aspect of making disciples is helping others grow in Christ's likeness. Jesus designed his church to be a body, 1 Corinthians 12, a kingdom of citizens and a family who is actively building each other up into the fullness of Christ. Go look at Ephesians 2.19, Ephesians 4.13, verse 29 of chapter 4. We are called to instruct each other about Christ, and to imitate others who are following Christ. And as disciples, <clears throat> we are to intentionally pour into others' disciples so they can pour into still others. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, Paul, writing to Timothy, says, Timothy, the things you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust of faithful men who will teach others also. That's four generations. That's Paul to Timothy That's Timothy to faithful men, and that's faithful men to others. Four generations. Is that our focus? Again, coming to Christ is fantastic, but if it ends with you, it's not working. Okay, Mm -hmm. That's not how it's designed to be. And so the fourth element, the fourth aspect of this is disciples intentionally build Christ-centered relationships. Disciples follow Christ. We imitate. We replicate. We help others follow Christ, but we build Christ-centered relationships. This discipleship doesn't just happen. Uh, we have to be intentional about cultivating deep, honest relationships where we meet the spiritual needs of other believers. And how do we know the spiritual needs of others if we're not intentionally spending time together outside of Bible study? Uh, relationships that spring out of a community like SWAT, for instance, should be both structured and spontaneous. I think when Jesus was making disciples, he, he was – Structured, but he was also spontaneous. He was formal in his teaching of the disciples. He also allowed them to observe his obedience to God. Uh, We need to be intentional, but we don't always need to be structured. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, one of our kind of core verses within SWAT, shows us that discipleship happens when you sit down, when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise up. It's constant it's always happening I, I share the story about sitting out sitting out in the backyard around the fire pit mm-hmm. there's so many opportunities you look up at the sky and you see you think of psalm 19 the heavens declare the glory of god the sky above proclaims his handwork day to day it pours out speech and night to night it reveals knowledge listen you can sit down on a clear night like we're probably gonna have tonight you look up at the sky there's opportunity yeah. to share the good news of god and so Then the final thing is disciples depend on Christ. Disciples follow Christ. They imitate, replicate. They help others follow Christ. We build Christ-centered relationships, and disciples depend on Christ. I think one of the great promises that Jesus said, he said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We fail, we sin, we struggle. Thankfully, by God's grace, it abounds all the more. We never graduate from our need for Christ. I think one of the great promises in this last command that Jesus says, go make disciples, and then he closes it and says, and remember, I'm with you always. Because if you're going to go make disciples, you're not going to do it in your own power. You're going to do it in his power. And real quick before we close, do we have enough time? I want to yeah. jump into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1 I think gives a great kind of a layout of what this looks like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read it, and then I'm gonna just real quick. Uh, if, if you're following along and you're sitting, you have a Bible open. If not, go back and listen to this because I think there's some a great point here. Second Timothy chapter one, Paul is writing this. He says, "Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus." To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus, our Lord. He says, I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with a clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayer night and day. Let me stop there for a second. If we're going to make disciples, we have got to be men who are thankful and men who are prayerful. He says, I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with a clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. He's thankful for Timothy, but he's also praying for Timothy. If you're going to get you a Timothy, be thankful that you got a Timothy who's willing to grow in Christ's likeness, but then you need to pray for him. Now, verse four says, as I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. Secondly, we need to be willing to engage. And I talked about that, this Christ-centered relationships. Paul <clears throat> wanted to be with Timothy. He says he longed to see him that he may be filled with joy. When they got together, I think it gave Paul great joy. <clears throat> Verse 5, am I, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. Here's another point. If we're going to make disciples, we need to affirm our, our our Timothy's faith. It may not be a big faith, it may just be a small faith, but you need to affirm that. You need to speak into that. He says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. And then verse 6: For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Paul is telling Timothy, The gift of God is what you received when I laid hands on you. Mm. It, back in those days, when they laid hands, the Spirit of God came into them. Paul is saying to Timothy, Fan that flame. Listen, th- there needs to be a fire within all of us, and I can fan your flame. You can fan my flame. The fact is, fire has to be fanned. Mm-hmm. It has to have air. Mm-hmm. And boy, oftentimes I light a fire in the backyard. If I leave it alone, it won't. It won't stay lit. Yeah. I got to go out there and fan it. And so there is this importance of fanning the flame. And then, and then he says in verse seven, for God gives the spirit not of fear, but of power and love and con- self and con- self control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. In other words, suffering is going to come as we proclaim the gospel, but you can do it in the power of God. Paul also reminds Timothy to preach and teach the truth um, unashamedly. He says, the things you've heard from me, be faithful to teach that. Don't, don't get off on some wild stuff. There's a lot of wild stuff out there. Stay true to the word. And then he closes with this. He says, follow the pattern of the sound words that you've heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, he says, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Make sure Timothy knows we are to guard the good deposit. And what is the good deposit? It's the gospel. It's the word of God that we have. And we're to guard it. We're to treasure it. We're to protect it. We're to preach it, proclaim it. And uh, that's what it looks like to make disciples. Yeah. Paul's a great model of that.
1: All right. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. Join us at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio every day of the week. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in.